who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Uh, Beyond and hello and welcome to uh, podcast Beyond. My name is Max Scoville. I'm, I guess I'm hosting this show again, and I'm joined once again by Brian Altano. Good to see you all. Beyond, Beyond, Jada Griffin. Hello, Beyond, everybody. I'm back. They can get rid of me. <laughs> making his Beyond debut, Akeem Lawanson. Hello, I'm making my debut on uh, an IGN podcast in general, and I'm happy to be here. I'm glad it, this is the first one. Now, I want to point something out. We are all in the actual IGN studio. We're all, yes, we're all yes. physically here. Akeem, you are in yep. your home. No, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm looking no, directly at you, right, Max. Right. You but somehow you're... have like a more yes. professional yeah. setup. You're right there. Me. Like we're all wearing these silly little hats, <laughs> these little earmuffs. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, how's everyone doing? We're good. We're good. Uh, this was a surprisingly crazy news day. Good way to kind of like, you know, jump, jump back into doing the show again. We're excited. It's, uh, we are in big, the big fall gaming season. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a sec, but yeah, games are coming. Mm-hmm. Not, not as many as historically have happened around this time of year, but, uh, we, we still got some big stuff to chew on this year. So yeah. Max, did you not get the memo that we were all wearing black t-shirts today? That's, That's right. actually, I wore a black t-shirt and I changed into this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's to symbolize turning over a new leaf. <laughs> and anyway uh, fresh beginnings for beyond yeah um yeah before we get in the weeds too much uh let's cover some of the news that that broke um first and foremost obviously god of war ragnarok is one of the things we're most excited about just in life in general and um the word is out that the review embargo is november 3rd which is a full week ahead of launch which is you know not like any of us were expecting that to be a disappointing bad game right that bodes pretty well for there to be that much lead time between review and actual launch uh and there's going to be a preview going up uh this friday which is going to be the final preview and it will hopefully not spoil too much but obviously if you're trying to you know stay on media blackout don't don't read it don't watch it i i support my ign coworkers and friends i will not be reading or watching that because i've seen enough yeah i think that's totally fair i'm ready for this game i don't need to see anymore i'm completely sold i'm in i've, I've been excited for this for years now it's almost here 
that's that's enough. Yeah. Now, um, second games in in series are frequently like they're they're like God of War two. It's it's got you know high potential. Same with Spider Man two, Marvel Spider Man two. Uh, great news. It is on track for 2023, says Insomniac. Cannot wait. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for Spider-Man 2. It's like, I love God of War and God of War is my number one Sony franchise, but like Spider-Man has become my number two beyond like all their other big franchises. I cannot wait for Spider-Man 2. It's just going to be so good. And I'm going to say Spider-Man 2 as many times because I know the people in the comments are going to be like, she said Spider-Man 2 like 800 times in that one sentence, but I don't care because Spider-Man 2. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. You're totally right. I mean, there are two Spider-Men in that game, so it makes sense that it's called Spider-Man 2. I'm super excited for it as well. I mean, Miles Morales, I, I jumping back into that suit as Miles Morales, I honestly cannot wait. Um, like, we're looking at the, the trailer right now, and uh, like when I first saw this, I got goosebumps. Not, not spider tingles, but goosebumps. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so psyched for this game. I, uh... I picked up Spider-Man, the PC version, to play on my Steam Deck, and Miles Morales comes uh, to to PC very soon, I believe. November eighteenth. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And so it was. It's just really awesome to remind myself that those games are fantastic, and they, they have some of the best player movement probably of any video game ever made. Yeah, I think I might have to rebuy it just for my birthday because it literally drops the day after my birthday. I think somebody so, like, else should rebuy it for your birthday because that's how birthdays work. Yeah. Oh, Max, you're volunteering. So nice. I didn't say anything <laughs> of the sort, but someone out there should. Um, no, this is it's also I think it's kind of neat because like the original God of War 2 and Spider-Man 2 are like beloved PS2 games. Right. And here we are. What, like 30 years later or something like that? 40, 40 years. I don't, I don't know what time is, but, you know, it's it's been a second. But now we're getting these sort of, you know. Obviously not remakes or revisits, but it's like it's spiritual successors in a sense, which is which is exciting. Um, Now, as for beloved uh, franchises, this is a really good week for survival horror fans because we are getting news from Konami. Don't clap for them. I'm not. No, I didn't. They're they're in in the doghouse. For the record, I I did not clap for Konami. Um, Brian has like eight of their pachinko machines. I'm the guy that keeps... I live in the world's loudest apartment. (laughs) Um, But no, so they're putting on a Silent Hill transmission, which will hopefully end some of the radio silence um, around Silent Hill and tell us what the capital F word, all caps, is going on over there in Silent Hill. Would you say they're going to cut through the fog to to get us some... Or would you not say that? That wasn't the F word I was referring to. But, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's going to be uh, hopefully good. I don't know. Maybe they're going to announce a whole new wave of pachinko machines. Who knows? Um, but obviously, by the time uh, this episode goes up, that news will probably be um, kind of out there because that's happening on the 19th, which is tomorrow. Uh, day after that, Capcom, uh, not to be outdone, is going to be dropping some news about Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, they're going to do a whole showcase uh, which is cool. So that's that's good news for both of those franchises, which, you know, I don't know. I have to feel like Capcom's like out of spite, like just was like, hey, Silent Hill announced we got this showcase we've been sitting on. Let's go ahead and just air it now. Right. Because we just want to steal all the thunder and keep control over the survival well, they're, they're definitely like they're, you know, they're in everyone's good graces. Right. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, we're remaking like one of the most beloved games in our entire franchise, whereas Silent Hill is like, uh, we made Dead by Daylight DLC and multiple pachinko machines. You know, like they've got some they, they've got some splaining to do. Uh, we're going to talk more about Silent Hill later on in the show. Um, but before we get to all that, uh, we did get some PlayStation Plus and extra premium tier library additions. Um, new games are coming out if you pay for the top two things in that subscription service. Um, bunch of Assassin's Creed, AC Odyssey, Syndicate, and Three Remastered. So if you want to go to um 
Greece or or uh, London or the or Philadelphia, New, regular England or New England, whichever. Uh, and then there's the the Chronicles trilogy, which is the 2.5D sort of platformer ones. If you like Dragon Quest or would like to find out if you like Dragon Quest, there's Dragon Quest 11, which is the big old RPG, and it's the one that's got the like the Game of the Year edition where it's Dragon Quest 11 colon something something of a something 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 something. Right. You know? Yeah, that one. Is- Play this game. If you, have, if you have the extra, play yeah. this. It's their yeah. best, one of the best Dragon Quest games they've Dragon ever made. Dragon Quest 11 colon uh, JRPG subtitle. Slime, whatever. slime, slimes. Um, if you think turn-based combat and JRPGs are stupid and you would rather make things with blocks, well, there's also Dragon Quest Builders 1 and 2. And if you'd rather smash stuff or fight a whole bunch of dudes real fast, there's Dragon Quest Fighters 1 and 2. So there's a whole bunch of Dragon Quest stuff to check out. Um gta vice city definitive edition is going to be on ps plus which is cool um i hopefully hopefully they ironed out some of the bugs that was in that at launch Mm -hmm. there was a weird breakdown of like some of the do when those when that trilogy relaunched some went to uh, i mean the whole thing went to all platforms but you could get some through downloadable services through uh game pass and through playstation plus at the time i believe that was on playstation now yeah playstation now that was a lot so now it's actually out there if you want to properly download it onto your device and play it the way mm-hmm. it was meant to be played, maybe. If you prefer crime in a different country, there's also Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 remastered, which are a good time. 3 is definitely the least remastered of those. I actually kind of got stuck on that one because it is like it feels like a PS3 game, an you're, early you're one. You're killing it with the segues between these uh, completely disparate titles, by the way. Thanks. I might get stuck in the middle between these two. It's kind of a limbo. Oh, speaking of which... Ooh, uh, yeah, that was yeah. good. Limbo and Inside Play Dead's two uh, phenomenal games are out there, which are good, you know, good, very short, kind of spooky experiences if you want some good Halloween time gaming. And if you prefer uh, to remind yourself of... I don't, I don't know Konami Other, franchises that yeah. need more love there's also Castlevania Lords of Shadow and if you would like a sort of I don't know a survival horror um, Silent Hill-esque game there is finally The Medium um, so all those are on PlayStation Plus uh, and premium and extra so check them out if you haven't and if you have then you know n- nod knowingly because you've played all of those games yeah and tell mm-hmm. your friends to play the ones you like basically Jada have you not played any of those uh i have not played dragon quest builders one and two they're really fun assassin's creed syndicate is one of the few assassin's creeds i haven't played and i haven't played the medium so i've got a i've got a i've got a i got a short list this, okay. this yeah month i'm right there with you. On. i i want the medium i've been i i don't know i i missed that game uh when it came out last year so that that one's on my list uh also i i just want to jump back into vice city uh, I used to. I actually ran around uh, uh, the town trying to get like a hard copy of the definitive edition uh, of the trilogy. Oh wow! Um, never found it at any Best Buy I, I frequented. Um, I, honestly, I'm glad I kind of missed it with everything that you know, all the bugs and whatnot. So hopefully, like like Max said, hopefully they've been worked out. And you know, um, I mean, I can jump back into Vice City and uh, do some Lance Vans dancing. Mm-hmm. Akeem, you said running around, and I thought you were like talking about in the game, like you were running around in Vice City no, playing in real life. Like I don't have a car, so I was literally running around. I almost ripped, you know, a couple of people out of their car to steal it and drive <laughs> the best buy. But I realized that's act. That's an actual crime. Like I'm not going to just wake up in a hospital. It like, is in, in a couple n- of seconds. Not on the launch days of GTA games. When a GTA game launches, it's so special that cops let you legally steal one car, <laughs> as long as you go to the store. 
to buy GTA. You do have to make a purchase at the store. You cannot rob the store. Do you Cars have to return, are fine, though. Do you have to return the car afterwards? Is you it can like a Blockbuster it, rental system service? You can return it anywhere you want, or you can bring it to a paint shop to get it changed to a different color, and then no one will ever find you. Do you think anyone's actually tried that? Like, in the middle of a police chase, just, like, pulled over to get their car repainted? I don't know how fast um, you can paint a car. They, they did it in the movie Ambulance. I watched the movie oh, Ambulance spoilers. recently. Well, you know, oh, wow. It's, so they what, did that there. What did they make the ambulance look like? Like ice cream I, truck? How it's, do you it's, repaint it's a, that? You, you repaint it. They repainted it. It was not so an a good, ice cream truck. It was not so, a very good job. I'm just going to put it out but there. But the, the it, alarms it, are still going. It's like an emergency ice cream. Okay. Truck. Okay. All right. Let's um. <laughs> let's let's rein this in. Uh, I was going to do a segue there where you're talking about robbery and crimes. Um, that was a good setup, though. You speaking of, of taking a whole bunch of money from people, mm-hmm. we got the price of the DualSense Edge controller. Okay. And it is. One hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Woo! Sign me up. Or two hundred nine ninety nine pounds, quid, whatever. And that's not counting the additional stick modules, which are uh, twenty bucks wherever you are. Mm. Which is uh, that's that's steep. That's an expensive controller. It yeah, it really is. Yeah. And guess what, guys? I actually have one here. I, I bought it. What? Uh, no, you didn't. This is this is in advance. Yeah, it's look, no, it looks just like it. Look, this looks exactly like that. How'd you get that? <laughs> Show me I, I got I got some connections over at uh, at, at PlayStation. So uh, no, actually, I'm not at liberty to show the paddles. Uh, did, but no, I, it, it was worth every penny. Uh, did you, actually, I'm just what, I'm just kidding. I, I just put tape on put the tape? regular. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, not. It's just that I I can't you, afford that. You guys, I, can't, I wish I could. How much was the tape? Because I mean, you, it could be about the same. You know, if you just get the really <laughs> expensive tape. Did you just block the touchpad? You actually made it less valuable, Akeem. <laughs> <laughs> you made it worth worth less money. No, so like okay, I'm I I I really think this controller is awesome. I think that like the features that that they're throwing in there are really smart. Um they've Sony's long since needed something like this. Like third parties have basically been eating everyone's lunch on on PlayStation when it comes to this stuff. Xbox has the uh you know, multiple uh editions of of, of, of their high-end controller. The build quality on those things are not great. That said, I don't think that uh, this should be that much more money. Mm. Uh, like specifically, I'll, I'll say that like two things can be true. The build quality on Xbox sucks and needs to get better. And this shouldn't be so expensive, right? Like I would, yeah. I would, I would like both of these controllers to be around the same price and both of them to be uh, really well constructed. I, I'm hoping this thing you know, doesn't rot and fall apart like like mm-hmm. the Xbox stuff does. What's but. what's that perfect price point for you? I mean, I f- I feel like one eighty with all the with all the bells and whistles, or in this case, you know, and, and knobs and joysticks and paddles. Um, well, the, the funny thing case. is, the funny thing is, the Xbox Elite controller, uh, which like this is the answer to that. It's mm-hmm. like one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty. It's around that range. So it's it's not it's a little bit more than it's a little bit more pricey than an Xbox Elite controller. Um, it would be nice if it were around more so around that same price. Yeah. So- During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Microsoft actually kind of managed to one-up Sony this morning because Sony announced this and everyone's like, okay, and um, before I forget, the pre-orders go up on next Tuesday, the 25th. It goes on sale January 26th. Um, Microsoft announced that the the Elite 
Pro, whatever, the vo volume two of mm -hmm. their controller is now eligible for the design lab. So you can go in there and have the Pro oh, controller so cool. and make it all your favorite colors and customize it to look like an Evangelion or Crash Bandicoot or whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of, I feel like, kind of kind of stepping on this announcement a little 100%. bit. hundred percent. Yeah, so pretty sad. much. I've done two design lab controllers for my Xbox, mm -hmm. and I'm now I'm upset that I... I jump the gun on my second one well like much rather get to, to clarify like the the version you're getting for 150 bucks doesn't really have the replaceable sticks and stuff like that mm -hmm. so you do you will get to customize it there i think that like what i what i do appreciate about their their approach is that you can buy that stuff separately uh it is cheaper and you can customize it and i think sony is now just getting there with their high-end controller it's 200 bucks and you have the option to buy additional things for it it'd be cool if they let you sort of just like go okay this controller is 150 bucks but if you want to get the extra paddles or the swappable sticks uh blah 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 blah. then then you have that that option to scale like i think what sony's trying to do right now is they're outside of like kind of coasting off of the you know this you know brand loyalty and goodwill from the ps4 which they more than certainly earned back then is they're trying to be like the apple of gaming they're trying to do mm -hmm. a very high-end thing but i think what apple does pretty well is it lets you order your phone at multiple SKUs uh or you know, uh, how many gigs you want on there, what color you want on it. You're mostly locked into making this purchase, but like with, with this new controller from PlayStation, like it's basically just like, it's a flat rate currently and it's, it's got, you know, one look to it. And so I do hope that they open things up. They make that a little bit more customizable, both like from, from like the financial scale and also just like color wise, like it'd be really cool mm -hmm. to sort, sort of be like, I want this to look like, you know, uh, Spider-Man colors. I want mm -hmm. this to look like Venom, yeah. like I, anything I want. So, well, I mean, Sony historically loves proprietary stuff and I feel like proprietary stuff, it tends to be sort of like one flavor, you know, it's kind of like they're defining what the proper experience for something is. Uh, whereas, you know, changing all the colors around, that's it's kind of getting loosey-goosey with the yeah. style guide. And, I mean, it would be cool if Sony kind of loosened up about this. But, I, you know, in the same way that we – it took them forever to release official plates for their mm -hmm. wings, blades, whatever right. it's called. Um, you know, we haven't really seen that many crazy, you know, varieties of color for the, the PS5 itself, for the controllers. Uh, you know, there have been some alternate colors. But they're, they, they kind of keep it – it feels like car colors, you know? Mm -hmm. like Very they don't, safe. They don't go any – they don't get wacky with, like, neon purple or anything. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. like, job interview red or whatever, you know? Yeah. I feel like in the past we've gotten they, – they generally come out with this basic whatever the standard color is for their controllers for these special edition accessories. And then, what, one year, two years down the line, we start seeing all these special editions, yeah. different color paths. So, like – I guess my advice for others that are waiting that don't need this type of controller right off the bat is, I guess, just wait because chances are either enough people wait and they don't sell and they go on sale and then more people buy them because they're cheaper mm -hmm. or they Sony starts releasing other colors to try and capture that audience. I, I think that's good advice from someone who on the way into the studio said that they were going to pre-order two of these. Correct? I am going to pre-order two of them. <laughs> so. um, I am. Don't get me wrong. I, I love this controller. I am. A, I'm very bummed out by the basic white controller mm -hmm. um, because I have I currently alternate between the red and the, the baby blue right now. And I love those controllers. I love the color schemes that they have. Um, um, but I, man, I would love to have this. I would love to be able to make my blue one into mm -hmm. this or my red one into this. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's wild to me. Cause it's like, I bought the PS five digital edition for 400 bucks. Yep. And this is half as much as that console is. That is a good point. Right. Yeah, it is. That's, it is a crazy point. Cause I have the digital as well. So I'm yeah. in the same position. This I'm going to be buying another this is an expensive controller. It is yeah. a very expensive yeah. controller. So I, I didn't even put two and two together that I was going to be buying another PlayStation 
five basically by pre-ordering two of these controllers yeah you could i mean you could uh, you could buy another playstation 5 digital and it would come with a with controller, controller. <laughs> yikes uh well let's take a minute sort of take a look back at the other very expensive controllers that have come out over the years not just not just playstation ones but i, I think it's kind of funny to sort of look at the you know the, the wide range of, of prices you get for stuff like this obviously there's the xbox elite controller which debuted at 150 bucks and a lot of people were like get out of here that's insane no one's gonna buy that and then it's obviously proven to be pretty successful people are pretty big fans of it and they've put out series two which is i guess 180 and then it's got i think you know you can you know chalk that up get more expensive with it um Fight sticks, joysticks, and racing wheels, always very expensive. Like mm-hmm. 150 is is cheap for something like that. Right. So that's that's we're kind of discounting that. And obviously, if you get into like, you know, PC hardware, you know, that's that's out there. Um, back during the PS4 era, the sort of only option for this that was like officially licensed was um the Scuff Vantage controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was the first one that had like the you know adjustable triggers and adaptive dome caps and back buttons and levers or whatever going mm-hmm. on there. And that was that was 200 bucks at launch. Yep. And I think it kind of had like a mixed reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jada, did you ever mess with one of these? I've I've used a scuff controller. I never invested in one myself um, just because I've always preferred the feel of the first party controllers. Yeah. Um, but I loved, you know, I'm glad that Sony followed suit, followed suit on the uh, PS4 when they released the back paddle attachment, like super late in the lifespan. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was super late. Um, but, you know, and I was hoping that PS5 was going to have that at the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad they're at least putting it into this controller um, because I love being able to move my buttons around and um, being able to disable certain commands by moving them to the back buttons and not using mm-hmm. them in certain games. Mm-hmm. Now, an infamous controller was the Mega Jockey 9000, which is the official title for that uh, Steel Battalion Xbox controller. I've which used was, that. That thing is such a cool piece of hardware i haven't actually i think I, there's a video of me like playing with one without it plugged into anything but i had one traded into the GameStop i worked at one time it was a pain in the butt to test and and uh oh right because it's got like 200 buttons on it yeah i i had i had a friend in, in uh back when i lived in new york city that uh had one of those and then also had like the world's tiniest apartment and it was like you're putting all your skill points in a steel battalion here I, I respect the escapism. That's hardcore. No, that was um, that was a beautiful thing. This insane. How much bit was that of engineering? Thing? That was two hundred bucks at launch in two thousand two, which adjusted for inflation is around three hundred and twenty nine dollars, which is a pretty steep price. But, but it came with the game, right? It kicked ass. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I like that the there was a Steel Battalion sequel that was a Connect exclusive, which is the opposite, where there's just no controller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then of course there is. I was kind of looking back. Weirdly, it's kind of hard to find the um, MSRPs for various peripherals but the nintendo power glove one of the earliest uh stupid ways of playing games was 75 bucks in 1989 which is about 180 dollars adjusted which yeah. you know yeah. less, if you if yeah. you if you if you knew someone with that they were a rich kid or or their parents were going through some troubles mm-hmm. like lucas <laughs> you know, well, they breaking up <laughs> it's pretty expensive now if you're if you're actually trying to get one in good condition i've, I've tried numerous times on ebay it's just that i'm not willing to pay like three to four hundred dollars for it the power glove yeah yeah, yeah. i i got one um I, I got one in austin at a used game store a couple years ago and we were shooting fast travel and i wore it to one of those like axe throwing places which i don't know if uh, that feels like mad libs but i'm not sure if wait, any other people can say that sentence. wait were you were you holding an axe while wearing the power glove is that what you're saying damn right i was wow yeah. okay Look at that. that, that it, it was a terrible controller, Akeem. You might as well throw an axe with it. Now, well, you about I don't know. Glove, if, you, if you look really closely, you'll notice that it's so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's got a lot of buttons. 
which is what's nice. so bad about it what do you mean no, I'm, 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 love, quoting, I'm quoting the wizard man not bad meaning bad but bad meaning glove. good it's so bad yeah yeah okay well, you know you had a pin you had to like pinch to punch people like that you didn't actually do a lot of motion stuff with that to like hit people in 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 punch out you had to do like little pinches with your fingertips it was not great. That's not like how kids in the hall play punch out. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, I guess I'm not. I'm not looking at it because I want to use it practically. I just mm-hmm. like the aesthetic of it, and so I kind of just want it like as a display. So I want it yeah. in like good condition. But I guess actually using that to game, it does. Eh, I don't know. It looks kind of weird. You Akeem, know, do you but... need it to go in a trophy case next to your Infinity Gauntlet? Pretty much. No, I need it to go next to all my other N- Nintendo uh, trophy stuff that I have over here, my PlayStation lamps and whatnot. I just need it to kind of. Just for my decor. To tie the room uh, together. To actually, it's a, pretty it's a, much, yeah. It's a, yeah. Definitely the coolest looking overpriced peripheral. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious what our audience makes of the um, the DualSense Edge. <laughs> Moving on. Obviously, Konami is teasing the future of Silent Hill. Uh, they're going to have the Silent Hill transmission and hopefully uh, tell us what is going on over there in Silent Hill and why it's been so quiet. It has actually been very quiet in Silent Hill. It has been, as of last Sunday... One decade since the last Silent Hill game, which was Book of Memories, the Vita exclusive, which came out October 16th, 2012, which was, of course, the um, dungeon crawler take on the beloved survival horror game. Which, best, best way to play Silent Hill. You know, it's the best it, version. It, people people were so-so on this. I don't think it was you know particularly <laughs> reviled, but it definitely wasn't what people kind of signed up for. Did any of you play this? No, I did not. Um, I didn't. Oh. I, if if this if I knew this existed, I forgot. But like, I'm. It's been long enough that I'm uh, really interested in checking this out now. Actually, I did play it for a short while because um, I bought my Vita at launch when I was working at GameStop, and so I got to try a few games because somebody bought it and traded it in immediately because they hated it. <laughs> um, not a surprise there. Um, but I could not get any of my other friends to play it with me, so it was not right. a great experience solo um, for me, um, and I wasn't the hugest Silent Hill fan back then. So back in the day, I wasn't the biggest fan. So, uh, yeah, that kind of you know says what it is for that game. It mm-hmm. just was kind of, yeah. eh. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you if you if you remembered any of of the characters, like because like the thing I think like one of the the problems with uh, Silent Hill is the fact that like when you when you establish like a new franchise, what you need to do is you need to go in there like with like a, a strong ensemble. And one of the like you know like if you look at Resident Evil, you know right. the the first mm-hmm. couple of games, we have Chris Redfield, we have Jill Valentine, we have uh, Leon S. Kennedy, and and they've come back in other uh, in other games. What Silent Hill did with like we had Harry Mason, we had uh, Sybil. Uh, Harry Harry died in three, uh, while his while his daughter Heather went to see him and he was just dead. So <laughs> then she's like, "Why is my dad's dead?" And he was like, he was he was one of the main characters. And then the the main <laughs> character of of Silent Hill two, uh, he died in two. He was like, "I want to see my wife." So then he killed himself. So it's like what they did was they what they kept doing was they kept killing off the main characters. And I feel like so they never really established like, okay, this is our core cast for Silent Hill. So each and every game uh, uh, following were were new uh, were just a new cast of characters. They had some that came back. There was like a truck driver named uh, uh, Travis uh, in Silent Hill Origins. Uh, He was also in uh, I believe it was Downpour. He dropped the guy uh, or he dropped someone off. 
in another game. He never spoke. He <laughs> dropped he, he was another game. <laughs> yeah. He was like, hey, here's this city. Here's Silent Hill, right. man. You know, have fun. It's all foggy. <laughs> and then he just drove off. I like that your, your smoke, your fog machine went off the second you said that. I, I love that you are, you are adding fog to this discussion about Silent Hill, which is, which is awesome I mean, because Konami has, um, 2012 was not a great year. For Silent Hill, Book of Memories was obvious. It was kind of, I think, maybe the highlight. Um, that was the yeah. same year they put out the HD remaster where they took out a bunch of the fog. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, people and hated the fog. They couldn't stand it. They couldn't see too through much it. fog. Yeah, I I love the fog. One of my lights just went out. I think I'm actually entering into Silent Hill right now. <laughs> you, um, you summoned something. <laughs> like the thing with me is like I I real I'm I'm just like I really really love the franchise and so it it, it just kind of like Harry Mason was such a strong character. I was upset when he died in Silent Hill Three. Like right. he was he was a writer. He went to save his daughter. He didn't know how to use a gun. He didn't know how to use melee weapons. That's what made it like he wasn't like a, a he didn't know how to use a gun. And so that that's what made it more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you know he he died. But then the thing with Silent Hill is they have like like three to four different endings. And they always had that UFO ending, which was like a gag. So, you know, and he the, came the back one to with the dog. Remember the, the dog, one with the, the dog? dog is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the one with the dog. Uh, yeah, with controlling machines. It was weird. It was a weird franchise. But what they what they failed to do was like Resident Evil is have those established characters to carry on the franchise. So I don't know. I feel like that's part of the reason why we never saw anything for like the last what decade now, yeah you know and, you know to like you may you actually make a really good point about uh the the legacy of resident evil and i think another thing um to add to that is sort of just the practicality of actually playing those games resident evil has yeah. been ported to pretty much every system ever made it's been remade uh re- rehashed refreshed rebooted in so many different directions it gets new installments uh they get there's remakes of the legacy versions you can buy the old versions of the games like silent hill is basically kind of locked to a lot of the consoles that it originally launched on outside of the HD collection, which like as Max alluded to before, was kind of reviled because they took the fog out. And I think a lot at the time of 3D gaming uh, during like the N64 era and PS PlayStation era, um, people sort of conflated fog with uh, the lack of sort of the technical prowess of the systems being able to render long distance backgrounds, right? But for Silent Hill, that worked in its favor in terms of moodiness. And whoever decided to port the Silent Hill games for the the remakes uh, or, or, or remake them for the HD collection was basically like, well, fog is bad because uh, it means you can't see stuff. So we'll take it out. And it's like it just robbed all of the it's like taking the fog out of like the poster on, on The Exorcist. Right. It's like it's missing the entire point. And so not only can you not play a lot of these games legally on modern cons- consoles, but the HD collections, uh, which, which you can are kind of crappy and so like it's such a bummer for fans and so there is no legacy of those characters there is no legacy of being able to play those games and we all we've really had to work with recently is a couple of like rumors and leaks from bloober team uh who worked on the medium we talked about for a second before uh and then this news that we're finally getting some more stuff about silent hill so yeah right not not been great for fans Obviously, the elephant in the room is PT. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. could have been so cool. I want to point something out because people. Is always, there an elephant in that room? I never got. I, I always saw the ghost. It's alarm. actually the good ending. It's like the dog. The elephant is just pulling a bunch of strings behind the scenes <laughs> with its trunk. You got to shove peanuts through a hole in the wall to get him. No, um, PT Barnum. People, people. <laughs> there it is. People, people give Konami a lot of shit for being just a money grubbing, greedy company. But if they Why were they really, that? if they were really proper, okay. So they're they're definitely greedy, despite everything. You're, you're you're not giving them credit for how vindictive they are as well, mm-hmm. because I think it says a lot of how much that 
breakup with Kojima was nasty, that PT is a game that just last week we heard about people jailbreaking their PS5 so that they could, you know, sideload the PT demo, yeah. which is unavailable to download. It was up for less than a year. It got released at, you know, Gamescom. It was the playable teaser for what would have been Silent Hills. We all know this. Uh, people are straight up like voiding their warranty. They are breaking the rules of owning a PS5 to figure out a way to play this game. <sighs> wow. Konami could just sell it. Yeah. Like people yeah. are going out of their way to consume a piece of marketing materials. And they're like, no, well, you can't have it. It is it is easier and more legal to buy a used PS4 that has this installed on yep. it than it is to just get it running on a PS5. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. it's 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 nuts to me that like, you know, Konami hasn't just poked their head up and been like, eh, we could charge five bucks for it and probably make a lot of money off of something that's just sitting and get there. some goodwill yeah they, they could sell it for 20 30 dollars and people would don't, buy let's it not, like let's i'm not i'm they, not giving them would, ideas i don't want them to let's no, not give that company saying, that idea i don't i don't want to i don't want to suggest that's a thing but i think it is fascinating that this is something that people are clearly so hungry for yeah mm -hmm. and that's not even a matter of like oh like they could remaster metal gear and put it out that requires a little bit of work i think they literally just have to flip a switch like there was a, there was a story going around a little while ago about the person whose job it was to delist that and how bad they felt about doing it that's on that's on the ps4 store it's yeah. out there like people own it they have it on their on their you know devices i deleted mine I, I cannot re-download it because yeah, it just I does not saved on a hard drive still yeah like, see i mean i mean you, you just, both you're smarter than i am that's but. just it's just wild to think about but instead what we've gotten you know since book of memories and the silent hill hd remake and uh and PT is a bunch of just kind of really weird use of the Silent Hill license. There have right. been there has been not one, not two, but three pachinko machines based around Silent Hill. All of which that are in Brian's apartment. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which is why you, if you try to call him on the phone there, you can't hear anything. It's just balls rattling. Yep. Just a constant. It sounds like machine guns. It's, in a, there. it's a din. <laughs> uh, no, there's uh, there are. There's Silent Hill, the the uh, patchy slot, which is released in 2015, which is based on Silent Hill 2. Mm -hmm. I don't know how <laughs> Pachinko Machine has a plot. They obviously have like little cutscenes that play, and when it's in between the balls dropping and it yelling at you, and you know, I don't know, cigarette smoke shooting out of it or whatever. <laughs> and then there's Silent Hill Escape and Silent Hill Return, which are respectively based on Downpour and Silent Hill 3. Uh, there and, are, and these have all come out since the the last uh, last yes. proper installment, which came to Vita. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why would you? And my, my only question is, why would you make a pachinko machine based on Silent Hill downpour? Like, I, I don't know if you all because know there's the a plot downpour of, of balls coming it's, from the pachinko. Oh my god! Pachinkos are like the least silent thing. <laughs> that's that's I I think the most ironic yeah. thing out there. It's very funny. Anyway, I'm, what yeah, a bummer! I, what what a what a bad time! <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the the premise for downpour is a guy he purposely goes to jail to kill a guy and then he gets transferred and then the the he gets transferred to a different prison, then that something happens to that that uh, that bus, and then he he escapes, and now he's in Silent Hill. Man, that sounds like a real gamble. Not unlike gambling. <laughs> uh, no, I. So the other thing, aside from Pachinko Machines, <laughs> is we've gotten DLC for Silent Hill characters in not only yeah. Dead by Daylight, where you could play as mm -hmm. uh, Pyramid, the Executioner, Head, and Cheryl Mason, and there was a Midwich Elementary map. There's also a game called Monsters and Mortals, Dark Deception, which got DLC. And it's it's really fascinating to me because these are both like kind of those asymmetrical horror party type games, which seem to be kind of like one of the more successful, more profitable ways that people are, you know, making horror games these days. But they're also like, they're not they're not really conventionally scary. They're not like scary in isolation the way classic survival horror is. Right. And it's funny mm -hmm. because like 
to see Konami kind of pivot this franchise and be like, well, we can't figure out how to do, you know, the single player route. And maybe they've announced, you know, a single player route since we're having this conversation. But it's funny that they're like, yeah, let's just license out Pyramid Head. Whereas Resident Evil is like, well, let's sort of segue into action and then we'll randomly make stuff like, you know, Resident Evil, like Reverse or Mercenaries. And to do yeah. what Akeem did before, like let's to, to recenter this as a Resident Evil fan. Imagine if we didn't get Resident Evil 7, 8, 2 remake, 3 remake or the upcoming 4 remake. But Chris Redfield still came to PUBG. Like, that's what it's like being a Silent Hill fan. It sucks. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Very weird. And, and- and one of the things that they could have done, uh, uh, so with the uh, with the video game Silent Hill Shattered Memories, it was kind of like, uh, if you ever played like uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, it was oh, kind yeah. of like that, kind of like a multiversal thing. So mm-hmm. it was a it was a retelling uh, of Silent Hill 1. Right. Uh, so different ending. So they could technically rework it where, you know, like the main character, Harry Mason, has like a different outcome uh, and he doesn't die in Silent Hill 3. I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I just want more Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish they didn't kill off the main character who was like the mascot, um, mascot in quotes. Well, yeah, Akeem, I, th- I honestly, I would be amazed if the next decade of Silent Hill is somehow worse than the last. Because it really, <laughs> it's been, it's, I you know, actually, I, oh man, that, we'll, we'll check back. Let's find out. <laughs> Let, let's, let's see how that ages. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've made worse uh, predictions. <laughs> Anyway, moving on, um, we want to try some new stuff on the show. We want to kind of get a little bit silly without getting too silly. You know, can't get too silly, but we want to have fun. But we can't have too much fun. But we want to have a little bit of fun. One way we want to have fun is by introducing some games. And we thought of a stupid idea for a game. I thought of this. So if you're mad at it, it's my fault and I'm sorry. Um, One thing that sets video games apart from all other mediums is the amount of times that they make you hear the same annoying sound effects countless times over. So here's a new game that we're calling... What was that noise? And it's a game where we play one of those sound effects out of context, and then we have our panelists try to guess what it is. Did you hear it enough times that it's burned in your memory? Let's find out. All right. Okay. I'm so, ready for this. Are you are you all ready for this? I'm not yeah, ready at all. All right. I'm, You're not ready at all. I'm we're not gonna, ready at all. We're gonna play this, we're gonna play the sound effect. Let it sink in. Let okay. our let our audience play at home. Don't just shout it out. But let's uh Red, can you cue it up? Ooh. I got it. Mm, I think I have a gu- I have a guess for this one. Akeem? Uh, I I have a guess. <laughs> uh, it's probably not right, but I have a guess. Okay, let's hear it one more time. Yeah, it's okay. it's 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 wet, but also wood, <laughs> right? Like it doesn't. It it's got like, a lot of motion to it. Yeah, it's like a like a soggy two by four hitting. Yep, a that's lake. right. That's the sound of the boat from Skull and Bones. You heard it. Let's play it again. That's the boat. That's the wet wood boat. From... I don't think I no, don't think not. there's any iconic sounds from Skull and Bones. No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> Except for the clock ticking as it gets continually delayed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? Oh. I mean, it's true. He come can't, on. He, yeah. All right. Do, do you want to hazard a guess? Yes. I think it's uh, Spider-Man shooting a web, doing a thwip. Mm, Jada? I'm going to say it is a screw attack from Samus. Oh, this is a PlayStation show. What's I wrong know, with you? but it, that's what it sounds like. I'm Akeem, wearing a Metroid Akeem, do you have do you have the answer? Uh, yeah, it's it's the sound when you click start in Gex. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We have so we have such a beloved Gex com- members in our community that just want Gex to come back every stream when mm-hmm. there's like games that are going to be announced. Like, where's Gex? Where's our nukes Gex? I, I want to say I took that. Gex. Now we have I have. One more sound, a follow-up sound. These sounds okay. are kind of their their companion sounds. Let's hear the let's hear the second one. 
Can we hear them back to back? Oh man. So that, that second one is less of a like a, a thwip. I I'm still going with it. Maybe is it, does Spider Man do that well, with his uh, I mean, he robot? does he, he does do thwips, but it do, it doesn't sound that mechanical. Yeah, uh, Brian, I'm 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 thinking it's like from like some RPG, some I don't know. It it just has like a very, I, I don't know, like a I don't know, like an it just sounds like an Elden Ring type sound. I don't know if that's if it's from Elden Ring. Ooh, is that a, it's not not Bloodborne, is it? You give up? Yeah, yes. I think I. Any it's, last guesses, Jada? I have no idea. I it's, was like, I was so because I was it's like the portal gun. It's the oh, oh. oh, it is the portal gun. I thought that was going to be way too easy. I thought that was going to be like a dead giveaway. So that one of those was wow. the sound of turquoise and one was the sound of uh, orange. I have not played Portal oh in probably a decade. I, I've only played that game on mute. What? <laughs> I, I've, I don't think I've ever played it with sound. <laughs> like, that's the best part of the game is, is the sound. I, like, the audio dialogue. How am I? I didn't know that. <laughs> so I, wait, I, I just never heard the subtitles. Yeah, there was that song at the end that went viral. You never, you don't, you don't yeah, ever. Something. I, I, I remember <laughs> reading the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> this I, is a trial. All right. So I thought that yeah. maybe that was too easy. I don't know what. <laughs> Audience, let us know what you think. Gosh, so I'm you, you have to hear those sounds like a thousand times in that game. Yeah. And yeah. I did not put that oh. together. Yep. That's just the, the portal sounds. I think Spider-Man also makes that sound, though. Um, I'm still going to say it was definitely very similar to the uh, screw attack from Samus. I appreciate how stubborn we are that we're just doubling down on our wrong answers yeah. in, in the face <laughs> of facts and information. <laughs> All right. Good work, uh, Max. You successfully stumped us okay, all Okay, so maybe that was too first hard. Round I, of I thought that, that was... All right, so... I, I don't I don't want suggestions for this. I mean, maybe if you have suggestions, um, write into uh, beyond at IGN.com if you've got some good sound effects you want to you want to share. Maybe you want to just send us a wave file and have us all guess and try to figure out what Ooh. it is. And I don't know how we're going to find out the answer. I guess you just write angry comments. In the right. Video, whatever. Um, yeah. So that was what was that noise. Now, um, moving on. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of talk about remakes and remasters and what. Yes makes a good one and why you should do it or not. And Brian, you have some strong feelings on the matter. Yes. Uh, I just want to hijack the show for a minute and um, say something that's very near and dear to my heart. And I think many of you will agree. Uh, let's see. Hot off the heels of the remake of The Last of Us, a nine-year-old game that had already gotten a remaster and the recent rumors that the next next modern classic PlayStation game to get the remake slash remaster treatment could be Horizon Zero Dawn, a five-year-old PS4 game. It seems that Sony's going to keep finding new ways to sell not very old games to new audiences, whether we all like it or not, and whether we keep rebuying them or not. So given that, here's my plea. There is an incredible and beloved modern classic PlayStation exclusive game that actually could benefit significantly from getting a fresh coat of paint and a technical makeover, and it's called Bloodborne. <laughs> Give it up for Bloodborne. Oh, we're clapping. Legally have to say Bloodborne on this show. Bloodborne <laughs> first dropped in 2015. It was 1080p with a sort of stable 30 frames per second. <laughs> That's being generous. It had forced chromatic aberration, which gave everything that weird kind of jiggly look and had some very rough load times. Uh, the load times improved significantly with a few patches from FromSoft, but they never really went back to tune up much else. Despite all of this, Bloodborne is a masterpiece action RPG horror game with some of the best art direction, world design, boss fights in all of gaming. And yet it's kind of hard on the eyes these days, especially if you're used to stuff like 4K 60 frames per second, HDR ray tracing and dynamic foveated skeletons or whatever. I made that last part up. FromSoft, <laughs> now they've never been like the most technically exceptional studio. Um, 
But that's okay, because Bluepoint, the team that made the gorgeous Demon Souls remake on PS5, are more than capable of modernizing Bloodborne. Pair that with the fact that FromSoft's Elden Ring, a equally tough, beautiful action RPG, is one of the most popular and critically acclaimed games of the year, and it's safe to say that a PS5 remake of Bloodborne would be very well received. So Sony, if you're going to remake modern games, remake Bloodborne. I don't ask for much, but I think I speak on behalf of all of us when I say that a hunter should hunt beasts and they should hunt them at the highest resolution and frame rate available on the PlayStation 5 and a year or so later, the personal computer. Thank you. Yes. 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 Preach. Give it up for Bloodborne. I, no, was, I-, uh, I, was, I was a little shaky at the start. Um, but you, uh, you know, you nailed the landing. I, um, I don't have a card to give you a score. Um, <laughs> Why would you admit to not wanting Bloodborne? I, oh, I didn't say I didn't want it. I said it was shaky on his opinion on it. Oh, uh, right. Start, it, what, not, it started out a little shaky, but he, he nailed the landing. You know um, what? Fair. But, uh, just like Bloodborne, you start off, it's it's tough. You get your butt kicked, but then by the end, exactly. you know, you're killing people. See? See, Brian gets getting one. Brian, you're down. so brave coming out here and saying such a controversial thing. I know. But, I know a lot of people yeah. out there are trying to stop Bloodborne from getting remastered. They're putting up a big fight. They can't stand the idea idea of it they say it's too scary there's too many noises in the game they don't like it they're like i want an unstable 20 maybe sometimes 15 fps when i'm fighting a boss or running through the open world. there's actually people out there trying to make it have a lower resolution and a worse frame rate they're straight out there demaking bloodborne mm-hmm. they are and it looks yeah. gorgeous they're also making a kart racer yeah it is actually warped that we we're going to get a, a ps1 version of bloodborne <laughs> before we get a ps5 version. that hurts That's, that hurts. i mean people have reverse engineered the ps4 version to run on pc obviously like there's it's it's easy for me to say like without i'm not a i'm not a game designer right for me to just come out and be like make me this thing and make it better i'm a, I'm a spoiled king in a diaper but like the reality is that what they're trying to do here is they're like they're trying to take a game and modernize it on pc they're porting it themselves fans are taking over this but there's a, like that, that game is built around you know the hit detection frame skips and all that fun stuff is all happening because of the ps4 hardware but it's just it hasn't ever really gotten that like big beautiful bump that the next gen consoles should be able to give it and i just hope that happens i'm pretty sure the spoiled king in a diaper is a dark souls 3 boss that's right Mm. kick my ass yeah anyway um we have one last thing to talk about here which is i think pretty funny um we frequently talk about how i don't know video games they need some legitimacy it's sort of it's hard to take them seriously but what are they going to break into the world of fashion i don't know they have they did like a final fantasy 13 louis vuitton line or something now horizon forbidden west is teaming up with asos to make official horizon forbidden vests i'm sorry damn it it. there there are no vests though (laughs) (laughs) there's like a sleeveless there's like a large t-shirt They've got these, they've got these, uh, you know, it's a line of clothes. These are, these are, you know, kind of a step up from your typical, like, you know, you see on the PlayStation store of like, oh, it's a hoodie or it's a shirt. They've got like an all over print. I, you know, I don't want to call it like a Hawaiian shirt, but it's like a, you know, it's a button up that's got, uh, the robot dinosaurs all over it. And it totally reminds me of those, like those, like Guy Fieri, Dragon Ball Z shirts from the early 2000s. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. There it's, it's kind of cool. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I think I could pull that off. I mean, to, to be quite honest with you, uh, as someone who, who prides themselves on their fashion, I mean, it's it's kind of mid, like, looking at some of these <laughs> things. It's not it's not really that impressive. I don't see too many people buying into it. Uh, I mean, like, again, I'm a fan of Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, and I, you love clothes. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I love wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just loving it, but I love wearing clothes. Uh, looking at this, I like, the, the aesthetic doesn't really scream you know like the world of you know it doesn't scream the horizons forbidden west world i was thinking that they were going to have like 
like maybe silence get up like i want to dress like you know right. lance riddick mm-hmm. you know they all they have it's just prints on on joggers and yeah. hoodies and it's just you wanted something more in universe basically I exactly totally that, that. that's what i was expecting that's kind um, of my that's sort of my go-to when you hear i mean i don't typically buy a lot of video game clothes but i always did sort of appreciate like i don't know like metal gear has been good about that i'm mm-hmm. like having like here's like a vaguely tactical bomber jacket that looks like big bosses yeah. get up or whatever right. but this is this is so distinctly not in universe like this is very much like the models even look like where the fr with their like, <laughs> yeah. pants and stuff but so i'm always kind of like on the fence when it comes to gaming branded clothing i like my stuff to be very minimalistic to mm. wear or minimalist to where the if you know the fandom you know what that shirt is you know that what that is what that is portraying right. i don't need giant logos saying horizon i don't need to have things you have a big shirt is, on that says eat sleep, sleep right hunt, yeah repeat. eat sleep hunt repeat but it yeah. does not say the game no like, it doesn't if, if you don't know what that is in reference to that's then monster hunter right it is monster that's hunter. cabela's big game hunter right? that is also yeah. correct yes because you hunt and you repeat that constantly and you eat while you play and then you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> now there's some. We got some. We got some pants up here, which is a weird sentence to say on this PlayStation <laughs> show. But these are like a little more. These pants are a little station more plus. A little more Aloy-ish. I don't know. They've, yeah. yeah. Th- those are those are uh, Max. Those are the ASOS X Horizon Forbidden West Unisex Cohort joggers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks. Not for, again. Thanks not really screaming the game. Are, do they come with boots? Like they look like they have <laughs> fishing boots at the bottom of them. No, they're just, they're just, just the, that's just the the pants sleeve. Okay. Are they zip offs? Yes. Are they like they're, they're two shorts? they're two tones? No, okay. no, they're just they're just two tones essentially. And you again, like so it's... much that your legs get hot, and you got to turn your pants into shorts. Because I do, I need more zip off gaming jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but <laughs> but I got to say, this is this is great for anyone that is a fa- that such a huge fan that you feel like you need to wear a, a hoodie that has Horizon Forbidden West on it while you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. So there, there's I mean, one there's one shirt on there that's actually kind of kind of rad, which is like a sort of comic style like panel of Aloy, which I'm right. into. But I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it reminds me of like if they had an instruction manual, like in the olden days. I wanna I wanna give a shout out to uh, Insert Coin. They make a lot of stuff that's like based on PlayStation IPs that that is kind of more uh, minimalist and occasionally mm-hmm. in universe. Like they, I wouldn't wear it, but they 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 made like the RPD, you know, Raccoon Police Department like jacket. That makes you look like you're a cop in that game. I am actually <laughs> waiting on an order to show up from Insert there, Coin yeah. that has uh, it's Ghost of Tsushima. It's mm-hmm. got like the little foxes or whatnot. They're like pajama yeah. pants, and it's they're super cute, and they're like it's perfect. It's like it's totally Ghost of Tsushima. It's the perfect foxes for it. And I also ordered the Final Fantasy 14 Paladin jacket because mm-hmm. that's just what I play in Final Fantasy 14. And I was like, I want to show off my pride. Nice. Uniqlo just did some Final Fantasy stuff recently too, right? Uh, yep, I have yep. almost all of those shirts. Cool. Those so were, you have, you cool. have options yeah. if you're no, I mean, a nerd. I, you know, this is this seems like a trivial thing to discuss. And quite frankly, it is. It's, it's absolute hogwash. But I think it's kind of cool to see like... I don't know. It used to be if you wanted like a gaming thing, it was like a it was a T-shirt with just a big graphic smattered all over it. And now it's like, well, there's still a lot of T-shirts with graphics on them. But it's like this is, you know, clearly a little more attention has been paid to this. And it's I don't know. It's nice to see. Uh, yeah, and let, let me just let me just say this, though. I don't I got to put this out there. Shout out to ASOS for this collaboration, because hopefully this opens up more collaborations with other video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I said it's mid, but still, I think there is an audience out there that's going to that's mm-hmm. probably going to purchase this. It's just not for me personally. Um, but and I like I said, I hope this opens up more doors for more collabs with uh, with PlayStation and just other video game uh companies in, in general also yeah. like they didn't again this is not none, none of this is remotely sponsored but i do want to give a shout out to asos because they have 
pants for tall people. I have mm -hmm. like a 36 inch inseam, which is basically just like a rare drop. So if you need long pants because you got big legs, go check them out. And remember, collabs sometimes are like pancakes. You got to throw the first one out and wait for the second batch. That's true. And then you're I, so maybe no, the next collaboration will be a lot better. No, no, Jada, you eat all your pancakes. You well, yeah, yeah actually, I, 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 I mean, I still eat one. them, too. But like the second one is always the better. That's pancake. A, why is that's a Ralph Lauren weird. quote, isn't it? He said yeah. that famously. <laughs> 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 anyway i think it's about time we wrap things up but um thank you all for hanging out with me akeem thanks for joining us for the first time ever on a ign podcast and we're looking forward to having you back you've got some thank you you've got some strong feelings about some things that our audience might have some strong feelings about a hundred percent i have too many strong feelings and and i can't wait to share them <laughs> with you all <laughs> and if you feel the same way that i do about silent hill let me know in the comment section down below <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness! This isn't even a fog machine anymore. This what is, is just, that? You're just vaping, dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. 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 I have. Yeah. I have Shaggy down there token up right now. <laughs> Good lord. Akeem, where can where can people find you regularly? Uh, you can find me on the Entertainment Fix uh, right here on IGN. Uh, you're talking about all the entertainment stuff. Uh, I'm again. I want to shout out to to you, Max, uh, and Brian and Jada for allowing me here on on Podcast Beyond. I mean, I, I listened to this podcast for years. And with all of its different iterations, so it's actually it's actually pretty cool and and kind of surreal that I'm actually here on the podcast. Uh, and I, I don't think I've earned the right to say beyond yet, but I, I, I will say it. Say it. Well, it's no, free. I you will. I I'll let the audience decide if you all like me. If you want to see more of this guy talking without a script in front of his face, mm -hmm. let us know in the comment section down below. Can I say you you will you will tip them in your favor if you if you if you, if you yell beyond that that gets you in their good graces, really? Yeah, mm -hmm. try to do it. Yep, oh, they hate me because I never do it. Do say it. it. Okay. I say it all. I say it too much. So split the difference. You've got the PlayStation passion. Let it here loose. we go. Okay, here we here we go, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he doing? Beyond. Good lord! Oh, that was great. That yeah. was really yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's going in history books. All right. Yeah, that's what was that was that you, good? That's I guess that's the beyond when you when you inhale the smoke machine for too long. <laughs> that's what that's what trying to put, trying to put a... you step on his neck. He just shouts that. Shuts <laughs> off. Anyway, we got to wrap things up. Um, thank you all for joining me. Thank you for everybody listening and watching at home. Uh, I'm I'm stoked to be back. I'm also terrified and nervous. So thanks for bearing with me through any ums and uhs and stutters. I promise there'll be lots more ums and uhs in the future because sometimes I don't know what to say. But hopefully we'll have lots more stuff to say next week. We'll see you back there next time. Same time, same place. And um, beyond. 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 There it is. <laughs> IGN Playlist is all of your games in one place. You can build your library and discover new games. Create and follow playlists from friends. Access guides for what you're playing. And rate and rank the games you love to share with the world. Available free with your IGN account. It's for players, no matter where you play. Hey Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. 
Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? <laughs> Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.